Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Ashley and Dan Harrison about their wedding at Seabreeze Point and their reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how they planned this event back in 2019, pre-COVID, with none of the restrictions that we're currently having to deal with, and also how it all turned out. So welcome, Ashley and Dan. Thank you for having us, Carrie. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you chose Disney for your wedding. We chose Disney because I came from the movie side of it. He's always loved the parks, and naturally, we that's just been a place we've gone to for vacationing since we've been together. So it was just natural that that was where we needed to be married. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where the wedding was going to be? They expected it. They weren't surprised. They almost knew even before we we got engaged. They they knew it was going to be there. <laughs> they saw it coming. <laughs> so how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We figured we would allow kids to be invited just because it is Disney and most people had to travel. So in all with children, we invited about 115. And in the end, we had about 83 people that showed up. Wow, that's a good size for a Disney wedding. Yes. Did you set up a room block for your guests? Yes, but at the time I was an independent travel agent, so I actually handled all of the bookings for our guests. Oh, that's interesting. So did they stay in the room block hotels or just all over? The majority of them stayed in the room block. We did have a couple of people that chose to stay off property or do their own thing, but for the most part, they, they stayed in the room block. Which resorts were those? We did a, a mixture. We did one from each category, just so we had different price points. We did Yacht Club, Pop Century, and Riverside. Riverside. <laughs> Got it. How did you guys decide on the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So we originally were actually going to, we were going to play in October of 2018, just because that is our favorite time of year to visit Disney. But then we figured with our birthdays and food and wine, it was just going to be really crazy. And then Dan was like, oh, we should just push it to 2019. But I'm a big fan of even numbers. So I had to pick, we picked, we looked at like the crowd calendars and travel plans. And then we picked a day that would actually equal when you add it all together, went down to an even number. And then um, also we had to make sure that it was on a day that because Atlantic Dance Hall is only open for evening receptions, Sunday and Mondays, we had to pick a day that that fell on that was allowable for an evening reception too. That's interesting. And maybe because you're a travel agent, you thought of this. It seems like oftentimes people don't consider what's it going to be like to travel to Disney at that time of year. It's more about, you know, what kind of decorations I want up at the parks or whatever. And that's a really good point because it could be really crowded. It could be a lot more expensive. So that's something to take into consideration. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We made sure that there was a festival going on, which was the Flower and Garden Festival. And then we actually figured out like the week in between all the school groups and the cheer groups and what would make it easier. Because we had a lot of people that were first time guests. So we didn't want to overwhelm them either. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? I guess our whole goal was to have a Disney wedding, but not overloaded with Disney for for our family and friends who aren't as obsessed as we are. We didn't want a wedding pavilion. We love the ambiance of the boardwalk. So Sea Breeze was a given when we saw it. And we fell in love with that space. And originally we were going to do in park for the reception, right? Yes. We were always settled on Sea Breeze. And then we were going to do the cocktail hour and uh, reception in Italy, Isola. But then when they started going over the extra transportation that we would need and the restrictions for the timing to fit in the fireworks, it was just a lot for us to kind of navigate. And we didn't want to take as many chances. So we ended up going back to the drawing board. And one night when we were there on our tour week, we just decided to hop over to the boardwalk. And we saw the Atlantic Dance Hall and they had a DJ and stuff. So we stopped in. And then once we walked inside, we knew that that was exactly what we had pictured because we were originally from New Jersey and the boardwalk and that old like Art Deco theme that just really resonated with us. Yeah, I mean, as we were looking at both venues, it kind of came all together because Seabreeze complements the dance hall. You know, they're literally on opposite ends of of the boardwalk. So we started going into our theme and that's how we picked, what would you call it, like a prohibition theme we went with for the most part. So it all started tying together. That's great. Yeah, you can even see Atlantic Dance Hall from Seabreeze Point, which is very cool. Yeah. Now, did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? Just one, and that was for our videography. Just because, I mean, we'll talk about that later on, but it was something that we had thought about later on that we kind of almost forgot about, but then we were like, oh, we need a videographer. And we did look at the list that Disney provided us, and we did a lot of research via YouTube and Facebook and, and such like that, but in the end, we ended up just using one that we came across that actually had a really good deal at the time. We went with Petite Ford Films, and they worked with us really well. They actually had one guy that came, and he ran all over the place, but they put everything together, and it turned out absolutely beautiful and everything that we wanted. Oh, that's great. Did you add any entertainment to your reception? Yeah, we had the characters. We had Mickey and Minnie, and then we had a DJ. Did you choose particular outfits for Mickey and Minnie? Yes, we went with the gold dress and tux for Mickey, just because we felt like that fit in with the decor of the Atlantic Dance Hall. Got it. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend from your reception? We both love Liberty Tree Tavern, and we love the salad there. So on our tasting, we actually asked if they could replicate it, and they did, and it was it was spot on. So. Big tip is just anybody that has a, a favorite dish from any of the parks requested. And I mean, for ours, they nailed it. So it was awesome. And any cake flavors you would recommend? We do have two different palettes. I'm more like chocolatey, peanut buttery, decadent. And he's like, he loves fruit flavors and stuff. So we ultimately, we chose 
the almond cake with the hazelnut crunch filling and the lemon cake with the raspberry mousse filling. And believe it or not, I actually loved the lemon and raspberry, which I didn't think I was going to, but it was actually really refreshing. So I really did like both combinations. That's great to hear. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that they didn't think they would like the lemon cake in particular, and then they ended up loving it. So that's a hot tip. Yeah. Did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party? We didn't. We actually had a fireworks cruise just for our, our bridal party after our rehearsal dinner, which was at the Auckland Steakhouse. So we all Ubered over to the Grand and took two pontoon boats out to see the fireworks, which unfortunately wasn't successful due to weather. They, uh-huh. they rushed us back to the, to the resort because of lightning. But the fireworks still went on, so we, we saw it from the dock. That's interesting. And how was it with your group split over two boats? Because I know I've seen people concerned about, you know, if they're not, their group is too large to fit onto one boat. Will it be weird to have two boats? Yeah, so it was a little tricky. I think, you know, again, we'll touch on that later, but I believe if we had to change anything, we probably would have switched to a dessert party for that reason, because everyone obviously wanted to be with us. But we tried to separate the people, because you can only fit 10 people on a pontoon boat. And we had, we had exactly 20. And so we put like the, our parents and whoever, like two extra people on that boat, like his brother uh, with the parents and stuff. And then everyone else went with us on the other boat. So it was a little weird, but I mean, the, the boats kind of stayed next to each other. So if we really wanted to, we could shout over to each other. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and then when they did start to line up for the fireworks before we got the call for the lightning, they did dock us pretty close as well. So they actually did a really good job with the larger party too. Hmm. Yeah, and we were able to order Mickey bars to, to be on the pontoons waiting for us. So that was a plus. How could anybody complain? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah. So the night before, actually, Dan and I did stay in separate rooms. He stayed with his friend, and then I stayed in the room that we had. We had got a one-bedroom suite at the boardwalk just because I figured it would be a lot more room for us, for me and my bridal party to get ready. So the hair and makeup team actually showed up at 9.30 because I did have three bridesmaids and three flower girls and then my mom and his mom. So we had quite a a good amount of people that had to get ready. So they showed up at 9.30 and they started the bridesmaids first and then they started me and the flower girls. As my hair was setting, she finished my mom. And then um, the photographer and the videographer showed up probably around 1.30 because they did they went over to Dan's room first, and then they came over to my room. And then around 2, they were only there for about a half hour, and then they ran down, they went down to take the groomsmen's photos in the lobby of the boardwalk. And we had um, Diane Bowen for our coordinator, and so as soon as she got them. She took, once the guys were done with their photos, she took them over to the ESPN zone and she came back up to get me. And then me and my girls went downstairs to take our pre-ceremony shots. And from there, we, you know, we came right outside the backside of uh, boardwalk and it just made for a perfect smooth transition into getting everyone lined up for the ceremony. So the ceremony started at 5.30 and then it was about 
20, 25 minutes. And then we took a couple of photos with family and stuff at Seabreeze. And then everyone, all of our guests and bridal parties made their way down the boardwalk. Everyone just walked their way over to the Atlantic Dance Hall. And then Dan and I obviously hung back to take photos with uh, Hamie and uh, Pedro. We got a, a lot of good shots, you know, all the way down the boardwalk. And then the guests were enjoying the cocktail hour by the time we finished. We did get to enjoy, like, the last about probably 15 minutes of the cocktail hour with everyone. And then they ushered everyone to their seats. And we did our introductions coming down off the balcony, down the stairs. And so our reception started around 7, and then it ended around 10.30. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say most of our attention went to how the day was going to flow, how it's going to work for our guests. I mean, obviously, just planning the wedding in general, just making sure, you know, we hit everything that we saw for our wedding, like our vision. But I would probably say that the majority of our budget definitely went towards logistics, just making sure everybody knows and isn't overwhelmed. Because, I mean, Disney's overwhelming. Disney World's overwhelming. It's huge. And a lot of our guests, they've never been there. So I think one of the things we wanted was to make it easy for everybody and make it smooth, uh, just so everybody had a good time. And that we wouldn't lose anybody in the transition. Interesting. How did you do that? We actually um, made a gift bag uh, for welcome bags for the rooms. And in the welcome bags, we actually made a, a times guide, which re- resembled like the old Disney times guides. And it said, you know, on this day, you have to be this place at this time. And we did do like a really short, like meet and greet in Disney Springs two days before. But we had people coming in all over different times and stuff. So we didn't really do a formal welcome party, as you know, which we didn't mention before. But that's why we didn't mention it, because it wasn't formal because of the fact that we had people coming in at all times. But at least they had this time guide. So if they wanted to join us, they knew exactly where we were at what time. And we did have transportation. So we also put on that times guide. If you were at this resort, the transportation was going to pick you up at this time. So be in the lobby at this time. Like we gave them as much information as we could. And then we also gave our best man and our maid of honors cell phone numbers so that people could contact them if they had any questions as well. That's a great idea because they should not be contacting you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take a quick break and let you know about this episode's sponsor. I am very excited to be partnering with the heritage brand Lennox, whose products have been appearing on wedding gift registries basically since the invention of the wedding registry. Not only do they offer classic china, but they also now have casual dinnerware, serving accessories, and of course, Disney-themed Christmas ornaments. I think a lot of couples today feel like they don't need to register for housewares because they've already set up their home, but your wedding guests want to give you gifts and they want to give you gifts that you want. And a registry is a service to them and a great opportunity for you to upgrade what you have or augment it with things that you might not buy for yourself. And then every time you use the items that your guests get you, you will think of the people who gave them to you. So I am a big proponent of using fancy china every day, especially now when we are all cooking and eating at home so much. 
But Lennox also has a lot of casual dinnerware that's really versatile. So they sent me this cool dessert set and tray in a mix and match pattern called Blue Bay. And when Patrick saw it, he got very excited about planning an at-home dessert party where we make the treats from our wedding in Epcot and then we eat them from the Blue Bay China while we listen to the Illumination soundtrack. But Patrick was even more excited when he saw that they included the Minnie's Dream Wedding Christmas Ornament, which you have probably seen. It's Mickey and Minnie, and Minnie is holding out her hand, and she has a 24-karat gold ring on it. We buy a Christmas ornament on every Disney trip and write the year on it, and I think it's a tradition that many Disney fans enjoy. So I feel like this ornament would be really meaningful for the year that you got married. And you don't even have to go all the way to Disney to get it. All of Lennox's Disney ornaments, the Blue Bay dessert set, and tons of other great picks for your wedding registry are available online at lennox.com. And Disney Wedding Podcast listeners can get 20% off their entire order by using the code DisneyWeddingPodcast in all caps. And now, on with the show! Now, what aspects of planning were less important where you saved your money or your effort? I would probably say floral was probably on the lower side just because, you know, Seabreeze is naturally very beautiful, as well as Atlanta Dental. It has a lot of decor and stuff that we didn't really want to take away from. I also did a lot of DIY stuff that helped with the budget. But floral, we just kept it, like, basic, just enough, you know, with our bouquets. We didn't do boutonnieres or corsages for our parents. But, you know, we had the basic bridal bouquet. We didn't really do a whole lot of decor with Seabreeze. The only thing we actually did was curtains with a couple of tiebacks. We picked pieces that we could easily transfer over to Atlantic Dance Hall to kind of work in both places to save us a little bit of money. And then we also worked very well with the floral department at Disney. We showed them pictures when we did our planning session and said, okay, this is what we want, but we don't need to go over the top, you know, and when they actually first came back with the first BEO, there was a sticker shock. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting floral to be <laughs> that much. I mean, we told them, we, we, we told them what we loved, but we also told them, is there anything you can recommend to, to kind of scale it back a little and make it a little more manageable on the budget? And I mean, they were phenomenal with making suggestions and, you know, keeping those centerpieces, but telling us exactly what flowers they can take out or swap, or add green. I mean, I learned so much about floral in that <laughs> few months that it was crazy. But, I mean, they were great in, in helping us and working with us. I mean, I, I was afraid at first to kind of say, that's eh, too expensive, or we don't want to pay that much. But, I mean, they were, they were fine with it. They're like, okay, let's, let's look at it. That's wonderful. And then, Ashley, what kinds of DIYs did you do? I did quite a bit. I did the table numbers. We actually had a cigar bar at the wedding. So I actually made 3D letters and the signs. Um, I also did the entrance sign for our one flower girl to hold. We did like a, um, a sign for the easel welcoming people to the, yeah, the welcome to the ceremony and to please turn off all your cell phones. And then I also made, we did a wine box ceremony. So I also made the box for that. And all of my bridesmaids gifts, his groomsmen's gifts. I did 
quite a lot. I honestly can't even remember it all. <laughs> How did you incorporate a cigar bar with all of Disney's smoking restrictions? So with the Atlantic Dance Hall, because they do have the balconies, we were able to set up the table inside and then people were allowed to go out on the balcony during that time. They did not have a problem with it. They actually did, you know, we did tell Diane when we were planning that we were planning on doing the cigar bar and she actually arranged for there to be ashtrays and, and proper disposal places for the cigars. That's wonderful. Yeah, it was a really neat aspect to add into the, you know, the theming. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It goes really well with Atlantic Dance Hall. Now, what ended up being each of your favorite memories of the wedding day? I mean, the whole day in general was just amazing. But I would probably say just the excited look on everyone's, you know, because of the fact that we had first-time guests, just the excitement on everyone's faces when they saw Mickey and Minnie coming out. And then just the amount of time that towards the end of the night that Dan and I got to be together and, you know, really take in everything that just happened. And it was really amazing. I remember right after Mickey and Minnie left, photography brought us outside of the dance hall to take a few pictures with the fireworks in the background. But it almost gave us like a few minutes of silence and alone away from everybody while we're waiting for the fireworks to, to strike a pose. But, you know, those few minutes, it was, it was almost like surreal. It was like the first time we had to just, you know, take it all in and think about everything that's happened because before that it was go, go, go all day, um, even all week. But just that moment of kind of standing there and being like, okay, you know, it's, I can't believe it's almost over. And then poof, it was over. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Now you touched on this a little bit earlier, but can you talk about anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? We had a couple of minor hiccups. Uh, the first one being when we were flying down, we our flight was delayed about four hours. So we actually, we were taking a later afternoon flight and we actually didn't get into Orlando until about uh, 1 a.m. when we were supposed to be there at like 8.30. Wow. Uh, and then we had to run around and get everything. And uh, we had actually stayed off property for the first night uh, just because of that reason, having to run around and get a couple of things, like the water for the welcome bags and such. So by the time we landed and we got our rental car and got to Walmart and put together the welcome bags and everything like that. I think we went to bed around like 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> um, and, then, <laughs> and then the next day we had to run around and drop off all the welcome bags and, uh, you know, get settled into our room at the Yacht Club. And, and, you know, so it was a little hectic that first day, but, you know, the rest of the trip, you know, it went pretty smooth. Um, the only other thing that went wrong was uh, the day of the wedding. Uh after we each opened our gifts to each other, you know, for the video camera, I reminded him all day, the day before to like, not forget his, let you know, his letter, uh, because those were the letters we had to put into our wine box ceremony. And I reminded him, reminded him, reminded him, and then forgot it the oh. day of the wedding. Um, and so we had to make my brother run all the way back to the yacht club where he stayed the night before <laughs> to get it. So that was a little fun, you know, and, and then it was really funny because uh, during the ceremony, my brother ended up bringing the entire gift box that I gave him. And he's walking up in the middle of the ceremony when we're doing the wine box. And it just was really weird and funny. But 
uh, after he brought it to the front, which wasn't technically supposed to be part of the ceremony, uh, we ended up realizing that it still wasn't in there. So my brother <gasps> ran all the way back to the yacht club for no reason. <laughs> oh, no. But we never told him. <laughs> uh, wait, so is there, is there only one letter in the wine box now? No. Um, what happened was... We, we found it later on in the room with the mess of things from getting ready. But So when we actually closed it up, we put both of them in there. But I got to say, because no one knew that it was missing, uh, we had Rev Kev as the officiant, and he literally pulled out of his suit pocket a folded piece of paper to give to me to look like <laughs> we actually put something in there. So we totally played it off. Wow, that is smooth. <laughs> he, he, smooth. he was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, and then it turned out not to be? the logistics you know we were worried about people getting on the shuttles uh to get to the boardwalk on time people finding the dance hall from seabreeze point making sure everybody gets there uh getting people back to their resorts um you know we were stressing over all of that but it was it was seamless i mean people people got there transportation was clear and Diane and the Disney, the whole Disney team were actually on top of a lot, and they really helped make it seem like there was no issues whatsoever. So, as he said, like the just the logistics really stressed us out a lot, you know, beforehand. And then the day of ended up, we didn't even need to worry about it. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently, knowing what you know now? So, as I mentioned before, with the thing that we did for our bridal party, um, looking back, I probably would have, I actually didn't think about a dessert party when we were planning. I actually didn't find the Diz Brides group until after we started planning and doing a lot of stuff. So looking back, I probably would have switched to a dessert party just so that everyone would have been able to be together and we would have had a much closer shot of the fireworks, I guess you could say. But that's probably about it. Yeah, I mean everything. Everything was smooth, you know. That I don't have any, any regrets or changes. I think it was perfect. Um, one small thing. Remember the um, when we had our wedding cake? They kind of cut it all up and put it on the back bar there. A lot of guests said they didn't have cake because they didn't even know it was being served. Oh. So, I think maybe making making it more known to people that. Hey, it's, you know, there's cake there. Please try it. <laughs> there's only a handful of people actually tried it. It kind of, you know, so much was going on that, you know, everybody was busy with either the cigar bar or watching illuminations at the time on the balcony that everybody forgot about the cake. Hmm. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? So we did the BOC bar option, and we had done that because we took the chance that we wanted to get money back because we did have a few people that weren't drinkers. And then we had other people that were bigger drinkers. So we figured it would balance itself out. And um, as I read in your book and everything, most of the time Disney, you know, overcalculates anyway. So I was like, Oh, this, this should work out. Um, what we didn't know and what we didn't calculate in was that we could take bottled water off of the uh, bar menu. Right. So, uh, and set up water stations. So we didn't do that. And um, so after the fact, we ended up finding out that we got charged $850 for oh. bottled water. Oh, 
Yes, <laughs> that was quite the shock because, you know, it was May and it was hot. So, as you know, after everyone walked over to the Atlantic Dance Hall, they were just, the bar, What they were like five or ten minutes early for the bar. So they were like, water, water, you know, so then they were just handing out bottles of water. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. So that was a huge, huge thing that anytime I get a chance now, I tell people, take the bottled water off of your BOC. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then I know it's a lot different now with COVID going on, and I can't even imagine the stress that some of these ladies are going through. So, you know, for us, it seemed very seamless, but, um, you know, I would just say, um, just the other thing that we did for our planning session was create a PowerPoint. So that was very helpful. So with these girls that are going through COVID and not being able to do that in-person planning session, uh, that PowerPoint presentation might be very helpful to further give that visualization to the, you know, their planner during that phone call. That's a great tip. Don't stress about the planning because it's one day. Enjoy it. Take it all in and just enjoy the moment. It goes by too quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. Well, Ashley and Dan, I think you've both offered a ton of great advice for anyone who's interested in having a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having us. We really enjoyed being able to share our day and, you know, help future couples. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>